Welcome to another episode of Cofield's Concepts, where I give you all the game on how to make more money, pay less taxes, and build your own business. Let's go! Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in to episode three of Cofield's Concepts podcast. And today's topic is how to fire your boss and start your dream business. I get this question so much. Like, how did you go from working at a job that you hated to starting the business of your dreams? And I wanted to use today's podcast episode to really dive into that topic because I know you know, just like me, there's so many of you all that are in a place of employment that you, you know, don't necessarily enjoy. And you have this dream, this business in the back of your mind that you've been wanting to start for years, but just didn't know how. So today's episode, we're going to go through all the ins and outs of how to take your business from just an idea to starting your dream business. And it's, again, it's not, I don't think it's that hard, but I think there's no blueprint for it. So I want to give you all the blueprint in today's episode. I'm also going to give you all the top five books to help you jumpstart your business. So make sure you stay to the end. And then last but not least, I'm going to give you all access to a new free entrepreneur masterclass um, on this very topic. So make sure you stay to the end to get those resources. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So how do you fire your boss and start your dream business? And when I was coming up with this episode and, you know, the preparing for this episode, I wanted to start it off with understanding the mindset. I believe that you know, the, mind, the mind is the most powerful thing that we have and we have to make sure we're in the right mindset at, at all times. And I think that the, the, the entrepreneur mindset and the employee mindset are very different. And um, I just want to start off with that and just understanding that a lot of this is just mindset work. But now that that's behind us, I want to get into the granularity of how do you actually put this into action. And the first thing that you need to understand if you want to start your dream business is that you need to understand that all businesses are started by an idea. All businesses are started by an idea. So for me, I, I have this idea if I want to start this financial service company and you know it started out as just an idea and I had the idea at work and um, fast forward some years later you know I now have a multi six-figure business and the business gives me the freedom that I always wanted and enjoy but most importantly it gives me the uh, the purpose that I was longing for and I couldn't find in my corporate job so my business was just started as an idea and this is not um, an anomaly. Like if we look at some of the best businesses in today's society, you know, Airbnb was started by an idea with uh, three guys going to a conference and they couldn't find any, anywhere to stay. And it was really inconvenient because all the hotels were booked up. So they decided to sit down and create Airbnb, which is now, you know, just re- just shifting the entire, um, you know, hotel and rental industry by just an idea that three guys had um, you know, in a, in, a, in a hotel room. And another idea, Amazon is, you know, as you, as we all know, Jeff, the great Jeff Bezos, you know, Amazon started out as an idea and it's this amazing picture of, you know, Jeff Bezos in like 1998, I believe. And he has this paper sign that says Amazon. He's in this disgusting raggedy office and, you know, he was grinding and, you know, he had this idea that he wanted books to be more accessible to people. And, and now, now look, it's one of the 
biggest and largest companies in the you know entire United States. And you know, last but not least, the iPod, right? Um, Steve Jobs, you know, when he wanted to make the iPod, it started out as an idea. He wanted to see how can I get thousands of songs in someone's pockets so they, they don't have to carry around these these Walkmen and these radio players. Like, I, I, I didn't have to go through that because I'm 29. So I can't imagine running with a CD player and like how many times that audio must skip. But it was tragic. But again, um, it started out as an idea and then it grew into now the um, largest company in the United States, Apple. And now they, they went from just the idea of an iPod to the iPhone, to the iPad, to the iMac. So all amazing businesses are started with an idea. But here is the difference. It's up to you to put that idea into action. So all businesses are started with an idea, but it is up to you to put that idea into action. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. How do you put that idea into action because what you don't want to do you don't want to be that person that we hear so often like man i thought i thought of netflix before netflix came out oh man i thought of redbox before redbox came out oh man i I, i've been uber man i was driving my friends around in the back seat like you don't want to be that guy that had a multi-million or billion dollar idea but didn't act on it and then somebody came and took it and now you're sitting there upset and salty because you know what i'm saying you didn't you didn't act on it so today we're going to be talking about how to put that idea into action and how to start this dream business so that you can have the freedom the prosperity the purpose um that you deserve so i wanted to start at the the pre-business questions because i believe there are three fundamental questions that you have to ask yourself before you start any business and if the answer to any of these questions is no then I'm saying I'm not saying you shouldn't start the business, but you probably shouldn't start this particular business until you figure these questions out. So the three, que- the three questions are as follows. Question number one, are you passionate about it? And the reason I know that might sound cliche, but the reason I ask this is because starting a business will be one of the hardest things you ever do in your entire life. It was one of the hardest things that I ever did in my entire life. It was an emotional roller coaster. It was a lot of highs and lows. And you need to be passionate starting out because your passion is some of, probably the only thing that's going to get you over some of those high, high initial hurdles. And the passion that you have is going to be the, the deciding factor if you quit or if you keep going. So in my opinion, you have to be passionate about what you want to do because that is going to be the ultimate driver of um, a force of motivation when things get tough. And guys, things will get tough. Nothing worth ha- having, nothing that comes easy is worth having. So you need to know that it's going to be tough, but your passion, if you're passionate about it, is going to get you through. Um, question number two is, does it serve? Right. Does it make other people's lives better? All successful businesses, they have one thing in common. They all add value to the marketplace and they all improve the lives of others. So let's just go back to our Amazon example. How how much easier has Amazon made your life? Right. Like how much easier is it to instead of having to go all the way to the store, I can literally order four things that I need tomorrow and have it delivered overnight shipping. That business has added value and it serves to the people that 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 it intended to. Right. Um, Apple, the iPod. Like, again, I never ran with the CD player because that is ridiculous. Um, and I think I'm so glad I have to do that. But 
having thousands and thousands of songs while I'm in a gym or while I'm working out is just such a value given, something that I tra- I cherish a lot. And again, there's no uh, you know, it's not lucky that these companies are, are successful because they they bring value to the marketplace and they serve. Um, so number three now is can you make it profitable? Because I'm sorry to say this, but if you're super passionate, you, you could be the most passionate person in the world and your business could really improve the lives of others. But if you can't find a way to make it profitable, you won't be in business long at all. You won't be in business long enough to serve your customers at the, at the way you want to if you can't make this business profitable, guys. So I wanted to give you those three questions. So again, number one, are you passionate about it? Number two is does it serve or add value to other people's lives? And number three, can you make it profitable? Now, if you can get yes to the answer of all those questions, then great, because now we're able to now we're ready to go to the next step of the process, which is actually the five step system to turning your dream into a business. So now that we have those questions answered, let's dig into the meat and potatoes of today's conversation. So really quickly, before we get into the five steps of starting your dream business, I want to give a quick disclaimer. And that disclaimer is that this is not the only, you know, tried and true five-step system to starting your dream business. This is what is what worked for me. This is what worked for me and that was taught to me by countless mentors, by countless business gurus and all the workshops I went to. This is what worked for me. So I want you to approach this with a grocery store mindset. And that is take off the shelf what you like and leave on the shelf what you don't. But again, I want to give you all what worked work for me because I truly, truly believe in it. And also, I'm going to give you an estimated time on how long you should conduct each of these steps because most people think the number one reason for business failure is like lack, lack of capital, of business running out of money. But the actual number one reason uh, for business failure is not getting started in the first place, right? How many businesses are there out there that have never even been started? And probably some just amazing ideas. So I feel like we all owe each other the right to follow our dream business and to get started as quickly as possible and not to get caught up in what I call analysis paralysis. So not only I'm going to give you the five steps, I'm going to give you my estimated timeline to spend on each step so you don't get caught, again, in analysis paralysis and then never get started. Okay, so step number one. You want to spend some time conducting market research, okay? You want to spend some time conducting market research. And I say you should probably spend about no more than a week doing this. And, and, and what is market research, okay? So you want to get a really, really in-depth understanding of your industry, um, your product or service that you're offering to the marketplace, your competitors, um, the thought leaders in your space, so the influencers, the thought leaders, the gurus, the people in your space, in your industry that are doing it at the highest level. Um, you want to know if it's seasonality in your business. And there's nothing wrong with seasonality, but you just want to be aware of it. You know, you don't want to be planning a business, you know, this crazy vacation in the wintertime when your business is not going to be making any money. So you want to be aware of seasonality in your business. And you ultimately want to know. Like, what are you getting yourself into? So for me, um, I conducted about a week's worth of market research on, um, you know, financial planners and accountants that help business owners. I want to help entrepreneurs. I want to have young entrepreneurs. And I want to see, was there a marketplace out there? And if so, what am I really getting myself into? And who are my competitors? What services can I offer? So I spent about a week doing this. It came, you know, and, and obviously, guys, Google is your best friend. Um, but I also found 
uh, other like organizations that kind of help people that are doing what I'm trying to do. And I, I didn't buy into it because I was trying to save money, but I literally just scoured everything off their website and copied and pasted it and put it into this one analysis file. And again, I spent like four to five days doing this. I don't want you to spend more than a week, but the point is you want to conduct market research on what you're going to do because now you have an understanding of what you're getting yourself into and then you can ask yourself the question, is this still something that I want to do? So again, number one, conduct market research. Don't spend more than a week on this. So now step number two, spend some time becoming a subject matter expert. Okay. You want to spend some time becoming a subject matter expert. And you want to start this process as soon as possible. And to be honest, this never ends. And what do I mean by become a subject matter expert? You need to grab any book, podcast, show, workshop, anything that you can find on your product or service. And you want to just fully digest it, right? Because here's what's going to happen. And this is something I've suffered with massively. There's this thing in entrepreneurship called imposter syndrome and the and what imposter syndrome is is you feeling like an imposter when you're in front of a client and it is not only going on with the side you it is showing on the outside of you so and imposter syndrome can really kill any sale that you're trying to make because people can sense when you feel like an imposter and to my in my opinion the best way to counter imposter syndrome is to be a subject matter expert and that is to you want to know your stuff so much that even if your subconscious says you you know you're you're not as good as you think you are, you know you're still really really good because you put in hours, thousands of hours over and over again to learn your subject. So guys, this is probably one of the most important things. You want to spend some time becoming a subject matter expert. And again, um What's again, what solved it for me was literally getting my hands on everything I could about my service and my industry and just reading it. So I read over a hundred books over the past two and a half years and, uh, you know, uh, related to my industry. I read thousands of articles. I attended countless conferences. I just was so engulfed in, in studying my craft because I knew that that would make me more confident. And uh, it's again, it's a Kobe Bryant uh, quote he had in one of his interviews. He was like, why would I be scared to take a last shot? He said, why would I be scared to ask myself to do something that I've done thousands of times already? So when I'm taking this, you know, this last shot, I'm not asking my body to do something I didn't rehearse over and over again. So take this into your business, right? When you're sitting across from a client, sitting across from a customer and making a sale, you know, when you're explaining your services and how you can better that person's life, you're not, you know, you're not, you're not hesitant about it because you've, you've put in the work, you know, that if they hire you, you, you will provide this level of service that they need. And again, the best way to get that confident about it is to study it and practice it over and over and over again. So Number two, again, is you want to spend some time becoming a subject matter expert. And this, I want you to start now with this. And and again, this is a never ending journey to master your craft, right? Everybody that's amazing at anything is is just dedicated to mastering their craft. And it's a book called, um, I actually forgot the name of that book. It's Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. But um, basically, it takes about 10 thousand hours to become a subject matter expert in anything that you do so ten thousand hours so just think about that 
you're on a path to 10,000 hours plus. So you want to start now and you want to keep chugging along as best as you can. So that's um, step number two. So step number three now is to build what I call a business plan. And guys, I don't want you thinking that you have to draft this 67 page business plan. No, what I mean is a one to two page document explaining a few things. And I, guys, I want you spending no more than one to two days on your building your business plan. And your business plan is going to have a few key sections. Okay. Section number one is your, in your business plan is uh, your mission statement. And your mission statement is very, very simple. Your mission statement, your mission statement is four things. It is what, you, what do you do, who, who do you do it for, how you do it, and how it helps them. So let's say it again. It's what you do, who you do it for, how you do it, and how it helps them. So for my firm, my mission statement is we help creatives manage their, manage their money and save thousands on taxes so they can stress less and create more. Really simple. It says what it says what I do. It says what I what I do. It says who I do it for. It says how I do it, and it says how how it helps them. So, again, spend you know spend a few you know a few days on this entire mission statement. But just think about the four things. You know, what do you do? Who do you do it for? How do you do it? And how how does it help them? So that's your mission statement. Number two is your service or product that you offer. So it's simple. What do you offer? What services or what product does your business offer to the marketplace? So that would be very easy for you to determine because you already know what you want to do. So the service part is very easy. The third section in your business plan is what's called your UVP. And that simply means your unique value proposition. And all that means is what makes you different, right? Why would I buy from you versus anybody else? What makes you stand out versus the thousands of other people? product or services like yours out there and you you basically just want to know if a client asks you like why should i pick you you want to have a really good answer to that question right you don't want to say uh because it's me like you know uh you want to have a really really good answer to that question like you should pick me because x y and z right and um this is something that i want you to actually reflect on because this is what's going to be your major major selling point right i want to know what separates you and then if you have a good answer i'm okay with that i just now know why i should buy from you and not anybody else and this really helps you get a one-up on your competition having a really good uvp so the fourth uh section in your business plan is going to be your target market and that is who do you want to serve now i want to pause right here for a second because when I had the same problem, I know you're going to have it too. When I started my business, I'm like, yo, I want to serve whoever's willing to buy, right? Whoever has a pulse, I'm willing to serve. But, um, and it's because, you know, when you're starting a business, you're probably in a mindset of scarcity because you're just trying to get money from any, you know, any way you possibly can. And again, my mentor told me one very, very important uh, quote. And that is, if your product or service is for everybody, then it's for nobody. And I'll say that again. If your product or service is for everybody, then it's for nobody. And basically what that means is, guys, you need to niche down who your target market is. And I know we've talked about this before and I've given this example, but like if you had needed lung surgery and you had the option between a general surgeon and a lung surgeon, you would pick the lung surgeon because that person is specializing in what you need help with. So you want to develop a niche. And um, I love to do this. Um, uh, thing, I mean, I know I mentioned this in the first episode called Niche Niche Weird. 
And niche, niche weird is basically when you find your niche, you want to niche a little bit deeper and then you want to get a little bit more specialized in who you serve. And, I, and guys, look, I promise you, this was probably one of the hardest things for me to do because I, I, I wanted to serve whoever was willing to pay. But um, the riches are in the niches. So you need to develop a target market and develop a niche. And you don't have to have a such a defined niche at, at first. You know, you can just have a niche, a small niche. I want to help women. I want to help women business owners. And then you can niche down further from there once you get an understanding of what type of niche that you want because i believe that you can either pick a niche or your niche can pick you and honestly for me um, my niche picked me um, i went to work with entrepreneurs at first but now i, I ended up getting a client that was a, a creative and i i just loved everything about her her energy her appreciation and i never looked back i like this is who i want to serve these creative entrepreneurs who i want to serve and so my niche kind of found me so um, i want you to niche but i don't want you to feel pressured into um having a niche so far that it becomes confusing so just pick a, a general niche and then i say let the ball roll and let and see what finds you after that so um that is the fourth part of your, of your uh business plan is find your niche and the fifth is develop a marketing plan right um, you know, the best businesses in the world don't survive. The most well-known businesses in the world survive, right? We all know that McDonald's doesn't have the best burgers, but guess, guess what they do have? The best real estate on the best corners in the world. So whether you like McDonald's or not, you're going to see it because their marketing plan is that we want to be in your face at all times. So think about how you're going to tell people, how people are going to figure out your service, right? You know, is it going to be social media? Is it going to be digital marketing? Is it going to be ads? Is it going to be personal networking is it going to be um youtube videos right you want to think about a marketing plan to help people get to know about this amazing business that you're going to start and um for me and and it sucks because of covid right now but i think some of the powerful most powerful marketing especially for service-based businesses it's getting out there and telling people about it when i started my business i was going to God, and it was so exhausting. I'm not even going to lie. I was going to probably about three or four networking events per week. So like three to four days a week, I was going to some networking events just to meet people and not just talk about my business, but to learn about theirs as well. But just to get people around my area knowing about me. And some of that initial networking at the beginning has paid dividends years and years down the line. So um, I want you to spend some time developing a marketing plan. So that's it. Your business plan is really simple. It is uh, your mission statement, your service as a product, your UVP, your target market, and then your marketing plan. Boom, you're done. Spend no more than 48 hours doing this. Just take a couple days out your week, maybe over the weekend, right? And just really make this, uh, this business plan. Because here's the thing. It's going to change over down the line. It's going to change. It's going to evolve. It's going to, you know, you're going to make edits. So don't, don't, it doesn't have to be this, this document that is laminated, right? It's, it's going to change down the line. So just get it out the way, get it done and move on. So that was step number three. So step number four is very important. And I honestly think that if you do this, not only will you make a lot of money, you'll save a lot of money. And step number four is pre-validating your business, right? Pre-validating your business. You want to know, is, is your business wanted? Does anybody even want what you're offering? And the way I recommend pre-validating your business is simple. Do pro bono work. <laughs> and I know, guys, I know. You're probably like, what? Like, work for free? I'm not working for free. Crazy? I'm already broke. You want me to work for free? 
listen to me, listen to me, calm down, okay? Do pro bono work because it's going to do three immensely, immensely valuable things for you. And it's something that money probably can't buy. So I want you to take this to heart and hear me out before you dismiss it. So the first thing that um, the first thing that doing pro bono work is going to do is it's going to help um, it's going to help you practice for free. So, yes, you're giving away service for free, but you also are practicing for free because let me tell you a little secret. You're probably going to suck when you first start. Okay, you're probably going to suck when you first start. Your product is probably not going to be as good. Your service is probably not going to be as good. I can tell you for a fact, mine was nowhere near as good as it is today. But doing pro bono work allows you to practice for free. And if you mess up, people are less willing to take it personally or really get upset about it, about it because they knew what they were getting themselves into when they agreed to get some service or product for free. So, it, it gives you free practice and it allows you to mess up and not get judged as much for it because you're giving something away for free. So that's number one. It um, helps you practice for free. Number two, what pro bono work does for you is, is that it helps you understand your value. OK, it helps you understand your value. So one thing that I did and again, like for like the first couple what, two months, I want to say two months. Um, I was still working. So I had my business plan, but I was still working. And I, from six to nine, I held free consultations. Ask me any financial question you got and I'll answer it for you. And I did that for, I would say about a month, maybe a month and a half. And I was helping people. I was getting some amazing practice. I was exhausted, right? Because I was, I was tired. Um, but I was, um, I was giving these free consultations and I was helping people out. And what I was doing, not only was I getting free practice, um, I was understanding the value of my service because when I was done, I would ask them a simple question. Like, all right, you know, we're done today. Thank you for your time. But I have a quick question for you. Um, how much do you feel like this session was worth? And I just paused. Like, you know, in your opinion, you know, how much do you think this session was, this session was worth? And then they would throw out various numbers. And what I did is I had a tracker of all the numbers that people ever spat out. So once I had like 50 numbers, all I did was run an average on how, you know, what's the average cost of my services? And guess what? It was worth so much more than I thought it was, right? It was worth so much more than I thought it was. And these were validated pricing from actual people. So then once I started my business and I said the, the number, the average number, I wasn't shy or scared. I, I didn't like, I didn't like confidence behind the number because it was social proof that my services is worth about this much. And it really helped me start out charging a lot more than I would have. So that is number two. It helps you understand your value. Number three is it helps you build relationships and relationship equity is invaluable. Once you do great service with somebody for free, guess what they're going to do? They're going to tell their friend. They're going to tell a family member. They're going to tell a cousin. They're going to mention it on Facebook, right? You have all this all this um, relationship equity with people. So by the time you're, you open up shop and you're now charging, you have a list of people that's probably willing to rebuy from you. Or if not, you got a list of people that is willing to validate your service. You can get reviews from them. You can get testimonials. You can get all this pre-validated um, uh, justification. And all you did was do a, work for free for a little while. And again, it, it's, it's going to help you more than it's going to hinder you guys. So, Trust me, step number four is validate your business by doing it for free. Um, 
I spent a month and a half. You don't have to do that. I say spend like two weeks doing pro bono work, two to three weeks doing pro bono work. And you can start this right now while you're still working before you quit your job. Right? You can start this right now. So um, do some pro bono work and trust me, you're not going to regret it. And last but not least, last but not least, step number five. And that is to get out every day and meet people. And I know we're in quarantine and I know like digital marketing is a thing and social media is a thing, but there's nothing more important than human connection, right? There's, there's a saying that, uh, was it Maya Angelou said that people will forget your name. People will forget what you did for them, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And I feel like the only way you can truly make a genuine connection and the best way is through physical impact. So get out every day and learn, not only just tell people about your business because you don't want to be that person that says, hey, my name is, and this is what I do. You want to understand what they do as well, but you want to get to know people, get people knowing about you. Even if they're not your ideal client, you never know who someone knows. You never know who someone knows. So get out, go meet people, and um, let the world know about this amazing business that you have to start. So those are the five steps to starting a dream business. And I'll give a recap. Step number one is conduct market research. And again, no more than a week doing this. Step number two is become a subject matter expert. And I want you to start right now. And this is a never ending journey. Okay, step number three is to build your business plan. Again, one to two days, may spend a weekend building this business plan. Uh, step number four is validating your business. This is doing work for free. Spend two to three weeks doing this because that, that way you'll really get in a good rhythm. And then step number five is get out every day and meet people. And that starts now and that ends never, you know? So get out every day and, and tell the world about your amazing, amazing business that you have to start. So those are the five steps. And now we're going to get into my personal five business business book recommendations that's going to jumpstart your business. So the five business book recommendations that are going to jumpstart your business that's going to make you um, leap over um, your competition is going to really help you make money quicker than you ever thought was possible are the following. And not only I'm going to give you the book, but I'm going to give you the reason why I selected the book. Okay. So book number one is called the four hour work week. Okay. The four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. And this book is going to give you all the shortcuts to get your time back from your business. Because one thing I'm going to promise you, your business is going to steal all the time that you allow it to steal from you. The four hour work week teaches you how to systematize, automate, and really cut the fat of the time-sucking activities that, that are going to be in your business. So this book is going to be revolutionary. It saved me thousands of hours, thousands of dollars, and I'll read it probably once a year at this point just to make sure I'm still following the book's recommendations. So that's book number one. Book number two is called, well, it's twofold. So if you're a service-based, if you're starting a service-based business, meaning you don't have any product or, or anything to, to sell, you should read this book called Selling the Invisible. Selling the Invisible is an amazing, amazing book on how to sell something that people can't see. So that is a, just a huge recommendation. I know so many of us are scared of selling. This book teaches you so much. I remember reading this book and the next day I implemented one of the strategies and it made me $5,000. Like I had a client that I was trying to sell to, I couldn't. And then this book, the next day, I implemented one of the strategies. I got a $5,000 invoice paid. So talk about books don't pay, you know, it's ridiculous. So, um, but if you are selling a product, 
um, I want you to replace that book with Sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone. Sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone is an amazing book. It's on salesmanship, on understanding the true value of selling and how to do it properly. Um, so now book number three is The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. I'm, I'm not sure. But yeah, The E-Myth Revisited, amazing book about entrepreneurship. Just check it out. Um, number four is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. So How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Amazing book. It, this book was written in 1930 and it couldn't be more relevant now. This book is a book that I recommend you read every year, which I do, because it's just an invaluable amount of knowledge in here. Um, and step number five is a book I recently read about, like started like six, eight months ago, maybe a year, but it's called The Go-Giver. And it's actually not that popular of a book. The Go-Giver is an amazing book on how to give value first and then receive later. Um, this is going to make you the best version of an entrepreneur that you ever can be. It's made me, this book has probably made me the most money. I think I've like had a $30,000, um, just a net return off this book alone. So trust me, read this book, The Go-Giver. Um, and those are the five books. So the four hour work week, selling the invisible slash seller be sold, the e-myth revisited, how to win friends and influence people and the go-giver. Okay. So those are the five books. And before we get out of here, I want to give you all this special offer. So I'm, um, creating a start your dream business masterclass, right? And I want to give it away for free because I already recorded it. So I might as well give it away for free. So what I'm going to do is if you put your, um, email and the link on my Instagram bio. My Instagram page is cofield underscore advisor. That's cofield underscore advisor. Um, click the link in my bio, submit your email. And once the, once the masterclass is finished and I think a week or two, um, you're going to get free access to it um, before a paid version come out, comes out. So make sure you give me your email so you can get the free version of the, this entrepreneur masterclass. And um, yeah, that was a, another episode, a little bit longer today, but um, I hope it was valuable and I can't wait to you all start the dream businesses that you've been just, you know, deserve to have. Cause I, again, it's the best feeling in the world for me. So I know it's going to be amazing for you. And once you start your business, feel free to shoot me an email and uh, let me know how it's going. I'm here for you all. Um, thank you for listening and I'll see you all on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. And if you got any value at all from today's show, all I ask is that you give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow me on, on IG at Cofield underscore advisor or check out cofieldsconcepts.com for more resources.